Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. They produced some of the finest talent in Atlanta sports radio history. Get over it! Covered the best teams this city has to offer. Going to bed and taking a nap. And now, it's time to take their turn at the mic. It's time for the other side of the glass with Chris Thomas on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Now, here's Chris. Oh, what's up, Atlanta? That's right. It is time for the latest edition of the other side of the glass. Gotcha for the full three and a half, as our buddy John Chuckery likes to say. I'll be hanging out with you until 5.30 this afternoon. Some college football action coming your way on Sports, ooh, excuse me, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. <laughs> what a fun way to start the show. You know what? Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen out there, Mother Nature takes its course. I couldn't hit the cough button fast enough, so that's how we will begin this fabulous show on a Saturday afternoon. That's one, Dom, you're going to have to clip and pull, and I'm going to have to play to roast myself on both this very program and Dukes and Bell. All right, with that lovely start out of the way, I got to say something right off the rip here because – I love my guys, John Fricky and Abe Gordon and Garrett Chapman. They do a fantastic job on college football game time every single Saturday morning here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 8 a.m. to noon. But I just got to say this. I was listening this morning, doing my homework, doing my due diligence. Fabulous program, but they got one glaring thing wrong. John Fricky asked the question, who is the Heisman frontrunner right now? And he gave a bunch of options, and then the guys went around the room and made their picks. Nobody said Caleb Williams. I'm sorry. He only has 1,200 yards, 15 touchdowns, and no interceptions, and is currently helping to lead the SmackDown on Colorado and Deion Sanders' squad. Guys, I know you're trying to be smarter and above the room and above the fray, and a little holier than thou, but don't be too cute. Caleb Williams is the best player in college football right now, and it's not close, man. He's your Heisman favorite right now. Now, there's a long way to go, and we have no idea what's going to happen at the end of the season, but for right now, yeah, you could be cute and say Michael Penix, or you could be cute and say you think Drake May is going to round into form, or you could be cute and say that Bo Nix is going to finally have his season and this is his year. No, 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 no. One of the guys even said Shadur Sanders. I get it. He's been really good, and he's basically, 
him and Travis Hunter until he got hurt were the reasons why Colorado got off to their great start. But Caleb Williams is your Heisman, guys. I mean, oh, fricky Abe Garrett. I love you guys, but, you know, just, just come back to us a little bit on that one. All right. Here's where we actually need to start, though. If you guys were listening on Thursday, I do my little shorty show, my little bridge show here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game before uh, Monday and Thursday night football from 7 to 7.30. And Dukes and Bell on Thursday got into a heated discussion about expectations, and then I carried it over into the little half-hour show. We got into it a little bit. I took some phone calls, but we couldn't really expound on it because it's only a 30-minute show, and we got to make our picks and do the whole thing. Dom was actually with me, filling in for Day Day. So I want to get back into this discussion today. Dom has something to say because I know. I'm one and one picks, yeah, by I, the way. I know. I, 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 know. <laughs> I, I thought Green Bay was going to have one last stand against the Detroit Lions, Boy, was I wrong on that one. Man, Detroit yeah. came out like yeah. a house of cards and just, oh, my Fell. God. Yeah, it was, they it was, just it was. eviscerated Green Bay. They yeah. toppled that house of cards like you wouldn't even believe. So, all right, so, Dom, so good luck on you. So, next time you fill in on a Monday or Thursday night, we'll see if I can't even the score with you. But the topic du jour, the topic at hand, was, of course, Desmond Ritter, QB1. And where this team is right now versus where – he is right now. And unfortunately, those are in two very different places. And if you missed it, I'll explain what I mean. So Desmond Ritter is at a point right now in his young career where he's still learning, he's still growing, and he's still making plenty of mistakes. Not turning the ball over a ton, but at the same time, not making the sorts of dynamic plays that you need your quarterback to make. And that's a big problem. Why is it a big problem? Because that's not where the rest of the team is right now. Much like Zach Wilson in New York, who's struggling, he has a team around him that is ready to win now. And that is not the case with Desmond Ritter and the Atlanta Falcons. Desmond Ritter, I think, has a chance to be a fine NFL quarterback, but not for this team right now. His development is, go is going slower than where the rest of the Atlanta Falcons team is. And that's a problem. And that's what we've seen so far in this early season. Now, the question becomes, at what point does it become such a detriment to the rest of the team that you need to make a change? I don't think it's today or tomorrow or even next week. But if you lose three games in a row... Is it not fair to start having that conversation about where the season's expectations were and where the team is now? If you start this, if you start this season dropping a game in London to the Jaguars, and then let's say you win against the Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud, and that next game in Washington becomes really pivotal, are you going to be two and four, or are you going to be three and three, or are you going to be four and two? If you're looking at the former, that's not okay. The vision for this season then begins to get lost. And what was the vision for this season? Playoffs. For me, for you, and for everyone else. I don't give a crap what the national media has to say. They don't know what they're talking about. For those of us that follow this team and cover this team week in and week out, we know what's up. We know the moves that this team has made. Jesse Bates has been maybe your defensive MVP in the NFL through the early part of the season. David Onyemata made big plays last week. Caleb McGarry needs to get his act together. 
Chris Lindstrom needs to get his act together. That's the bottom line, guys. There are parts of this team that are not performing up to snuff. But unfortunately, in the NFL, you and I both know, it starts and it ends with the quarterback. So my question to you at 404-726-0929, 404-726-0929, what is the breaking point for Desmond Ritter? How long should the rope be for Desmond Ritter? If you're in the camp that it should be the entire season, no matter what, make the case to me. But I strongly disagree with you if you feel that's the case. This season is too important. We were promised. Falcons fans were promised. Hang with us. Hang tight. Hang tough. Let's get under and out of the Matt Ryan contract. Let's get under. Let's get out of the Julio Jones contract. And let's get under and let's get out of cap hell. All three of those things have been accomplished over the last few seasons. Now it's go time, baby. It's time to reap the rewards of 7-10 and 10 and 7-10 and 10 and all the mediocrity that's been surrounding this franchise since 2017. It's go time. And it's okay to say that it's go time. It's okay to admit expectations. It's okay to say that this team needs to be on the path to the playoffs. But if you feel like Desmond Ritter should get the entire season to stake his claim as starting quarterback – I want to hear from you, 404-726-0929, because I disagree. This season is too important. If Desmond Ritter is not matching the rest of the production of the rest of the team, he can't be QB1. That's part of the problem. He can't be QB1. He can't be the guy that's entrusted to lead this team when the rest of the team is ready to win and his growth and his development as a quarterback doesn't match up. This season is way too important. Arthur Smith knows it. Terry Fontenot knows it. Listen, again, it's not this week. If he goes out and has another bad game against Jacksonville, but they win, you keep going. You keep the train rolling. If they lose 24 to nothing in Jacksonville, then you start to have the conversation. I'm not saying you make a change then, but you start to have a conversation. Look at where this team is. Look at the schedule Look at the numbers, as they like to say on Dukes and Bell, and see where this team is. And if, and if one thing continues to stick out, and that is below mediocre quarterback play from Desmond Ritter, that's when you need to start having the conversations. If the defense can't sack the quarterback, okay, fine. Then you look at that too. Then you look at the entire package of what's going on with this franchise and with this team. But if the one outlier continues to be QB1, that's why you bring in a guy like Taylor Heineke because this season isn't a season that you can just throw away. The division is absolutely winnable. You can win the NFC South this year. And in my opinion, you can win it comfortably. What the Buccaneers did was cute. The Saints won a game or two. Now Derek Carr's all banged up with his shoulder. Alvin Kamara's just getting back. Anyone seen Michael Thomas? Bueller? Anyone? This division is so winnable, and it's so important for the Falcons to be in a position to not only potentially win, but dominate the NFC South. I think they can win a playoff game, too. I've been saying that for weeks. I believe in the formula of this team. The improvements with Bijan and all the weapons and all the defensive money you put into this team, it's time to go. 404-726-0929. We got Fred and Snellville. You're up first. You're in the game. 
Hey, thanks for taking my call. What's up, Fred? Um, uh, not much. So I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you for, for a couple reasons. Number one, if you look at this team as a team, where's the defense? You got three sacks in three games. That is a pace for 17 sacks in a 17-game season. You ain't winning shit with that. And then second of all, uh, listen, Ritter, he's had, really, he's had one bad game. The guy has to develop. Who are you going to put in instead of Ritter? I don't see uh, John Elway sitting on the bench. No, but Taylor, Taylor Heineke, hold on. I'll let you finish, Fred. Hold on. Taylor Heineke has started games in this league and has won games in this league. As a matter of fact, he had one of the more dramatic wins against the Atlanta Falcons a couple of years ago. He is a yeah. competent quarterback. He's not, you know, uh, he's not uh, Mahomes or Brady, but he's a competent quarterback. He's a competent quarterback. And and you know what? Desmond Ritter maybe is a little bit below a competent quarterback at this point. The guy's played five NFL games. Um, you got to give him some time. Every quarterback Seven. that comes into the league, I don't care who they are. Peyton Manning was horrible. He didn't have an d- offensive line. Okay, and let me stop you there. Hold on, Fred. Hold on. Let me stop you there. Here's the difference, and I said this on Thursday. Peyton Manning and the Colts, his rookie year when he broke the interception record, and had a terrible season. Yeah, they were horrible. Yeah, okay. That team had no expectations at all. Peyton was allowed to go out there and find his way. This Falcons team should be thinking playoffs this year. That You don't have time to let an entire season go by while your quarterback is developing at a slower rate than the rest of the talent on your team. Well, that may be, but I, I don't see what options you really have. Taylor Heineke's a bum. He won a game against a sorry Falcons team, which, you know, the guy is not gonna is not the answer. All right, All right Fred. I we gotta run because we gotta catch a break. I appreciate the phone call. Taylor Heineke is not a bum. Taylor Heineke is a quarterback that you could put with this team right now and based off what we've seen from Desmond Ritter, I think would give you much more competent play in terms of what you expect to see with the rest of this talent on the field. I don't think he's going to win you a Super Bowl, but that's not the goal. The goal is for this season to be the benchmark year for everyone else, for everyone else that struggled. This was supposed to be the year for the fans, for the coaches, for the players, that everything finally gets turned around. 404-726-0929. We'll come back. We'll take more of your calls. If you're on hold, stay there. I see you, Brad, Dave, Matt. Hang tight. We'll get you on the other side. We are just getting rolling. Other side of the glass. Desmond Ritter. How long should the rope be? Talk about it next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's a new age. It's a huge new development. Again, it's not rocket science. Back to more of The Other Side of the Glass. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. As a team, and where we're at, the reality is, you know, we're two one. Right. You want to be three and zero. Oh. Want to win every game. Clearly. What's working? How's it going? Development. You know, are we are we doing things that reckless. You know, turning the ball over a lot. Are we are we making critical plays? You know, these are all arguments. How you want to mash up the stats? So he it's seven starts, right? Four and three. Seven. Yeah. Right. One four in a row. We'll see how he responds. But again, we got a lot of faith and conviction on him. It's so early in his career, and you see this all the time. People overreact. You're talking about quarterbacks. People forget that Peyton broke the interception record. Then it became Peyton. People forget about Brady when he was in New England. That's a very different iteration of what that team was. Solid football. And then all of a sudden, after a couple of years, clearly they won a couple of Super Bowls, and then they started winning around him because of him. And you look at that 07, I still maintain that's the most explosive offense I've ever seen. I was in Washington as a quality control. We were a playoff team. We were on the other end of one of the ugly nights. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the evolution of a player and those rep counts. And so it's so early. But everything now wants to overreact. There's so many things that can happen. And there's so many things you need to provide. And, the, and there's a lot of others on the player, too, to, to have success in this league. Ah, the words of Coach Arthur Smith live with Dukes and Bell every Wednesday from Flowery Branch. Coach, why'd you have to bring up Peyton Manning? No, no. Dom and I were talking in the break about how people need to stop making the Peyton Manning comparison. Peyton Manning was on a terrible, no good, awful team. The Falcons should be heading to the playoffs. They are apples and oranges. They are bricks and feathers. They are not the same thing. So if you're going to call up at 404-726-0929 and make the case that Desmond Ritter should be allowed to have the whole season to figure it out because Peyton Manning did, I'm not going to entertain the argument. It's not going to happen. If you think the Falcons are going to sit there and lose week in and week out, and if the main reason they are losing is because their quarterback is not performing up to snuff, especially in regards to where the rest of the roster is, no, not going to happen. All right, with that said, 404-726-0929. Lines are jammed, so I want to get as many of you in as possible. We'll start with Brad in Villa Rica. Brad, you're in the game. How you doing today, sir? What's up, Brad? Hey, man, uh, here's the thing about the Falcons, okay? And I don't care what anybody says. You know, a quarterback can't do nothing if he's on his back 80 to 90% of the time. I mean, the Falcons have, I don't know if it's $70 million on that right side on the offensive line, and he still gets sacked six times. You know, a quarterback can't think when he's being thrown on the ground. Now, 
that was the problem with Matt Ryan. Now, Matt Ryan was an awesome quarterback for the Falcons. Now, I will say this. Heineke is fit for the offense that they have right now. If they would put Heineken in just for one, one quarter, let's see what he does for one quarter. And I swear, if we go down the field and kick the field goal, so be it. But if we go down the field and he puts a TD pass in that end zone, Heineken needs to start the rest of the season. No, I, I, Brad, no let me let me say this, Brad. Let me say this, and I appreciate the phone call. The offensive line absolutely has to be better. Dukes and Bell were screaming about it all week long, and I agree 1,000%. The way Lindstrom has started his season, frankly, is unacceptable. McGarry, we know his limitations. But, 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 if that's what you're going to get, you have to adjust. The NFL is a league of adjustments. And if Ritter can't make the adjustments to where his offensive line is, and has success, you have a guy sitting there who's been proven to be one of the more mobile quarterbacks in the NFL in Heineke, and maybe he'll be better at absorbing the weaknesses of the offensive line if they're not going to play up to the back of their baseball card. We don't know. Only time's going to tell if Lindstrom is going to start playing like himself and McGarry's going to pick it up. We can't use a crystal ball and project that out. What we can do is make adjustments in real time. And that's something that Coach Arthur Smith and the rest of the staff are going to have to evaluate very closely. If the offensive line gets worked again against the Jaguars and Desmond Ritter throws for 130 yards again, there's a problem, and you need to fix the problem. And I'm not putting all of the blame on Ritter's shoulders. I'm just saying that if you have a problem in the NFL surrounding your offensive line and your quarterback, you need to do whatever you can to fix it. And if Taylor Heineke can go out there and give you a more representative effort, then that's something you need to look into. Matt, out Knackworth, you're up next. You're in the game. Matt, going once, going twice, and he gets the gong. Sorry, Matt. Calls back, 404-726-0929. We have Don in Jonesboro. Don, you're in the game. Don, I can hear you, but I can't hear you. All right, 404-726-0929. No one wants to talk, apparently. No, well, they want to call in and sit on the line and listen. Listen, I know the program's good, but you can just turn on your radio. You don't have to sit on hold. All right, we got Stacy in Midtown. Stacy, you're in the game. Hello. I'm like a huge, huge Atlanta sports fanatic. I have season tickets for United, Falcons, Rays, and Hawks. And I agree with you. He's not performing up to snuff compared to the rest of the players. Today, I am Team Heineke. No, Stacy, I appreciate the phone call. Thank you so much. And here's the thing. It's not Team Heineke because we don't like Ritter. It's Team Heineke because you want to win games. And again, Team Heineke is not right now, Stacey. It's not this week. It's not after Jacksonville. Even if he goes out there and throws five interceptions against Jacksonville, I'm not making the change yet. I'm saying that this team has too much talent, has too much ability on both sides of the ball to be wasting games and losing games because the quarterback play is not in line with where the rest of the team is. And that, unfortunately, is something we are seeing throughout the first couple of games of the season. 
He played well in Green Bay, but the other two, not so much. The def- the, the Detroit Lions ate the Falcons' lunch, period, from pillar to post in every way. But you can't have six points. That's just not going to cut it in this league. And so far through seven games, Ritter has not shown me the ability to go out there and make a huge play time and time again. It's come in spurts. Again, what is that? That's growth and development. But the growth and development needs to match where the rest of the team is. 404-726-0929. We have Frank and McDonough. Frank, you're in the game. Hey, how you doing, man? What's up, Frank? Hey, listen, I agree with you. I don't know why people keep calling talking about get rid of time. I mean, the, the, the thing is, you know, how many more years of rebuild are you going to need? I mean, the, the fa- this is Arthur Smith's third year. This isn't his rookie year. You know, this isn't like Carolina with Bryce Young. We know Carolina's rebuilding, so Bryce Young can learn and make mistakes. But the, the Falcons, you know, you haven't had a, a winning season yet under Arthur Smith, and this is supposed to be the season. You know, you had all this money during free agency. You know, you, you brought in these defensive guys, and you pretty much drafted what you said was the best player in the draft in the in the first round. Everybody talking about how potent this offense was. I mean, the, the expectations are there. Yes, um, Ritter is young, but bottom line is that this team is expected to win. So you, you can't be calling on here talking about what well, Ritter needs time to grow. Like we need to wait like another three or four years before we start winning. I mean, look at um, Detroit. People laughed at them when their coach was talking about dibbling at people's legs and stuff, but Detroit has turned it around with Jared Goff. Meanwhile, we're still sitting here embracing mediocrity. Frank, uh, thank you for the phone call. You summed it up perfectly, my friend. It's about expectations. Peyton Manning and the Colts had no expectations. Bryce Young and the Panthers have no expectations. Everyone knew Panthers, good defense, couple of dogs. We saw Brian Burns eat the Falcons' lunch already this season. We know what Derrick Brown can do on the defensive line. But they knew the offense wasn't going to be any good. Adam Thielen's your wide receiver. DJ Chark is your wide receiver number one. I mean, they have some good running backs, but with a rookie quarterback in there who's, you know, five foot eight in heels and trying to learn the league, no. This Falcons team, playoffs. Playoffs. Say that word to yourself in your car while you're doing yard work, whatever you're doing, out in the backyard drinking a beer. Playoffs. That needs to be your mindset. That also needs to be the team's mindset. And I don't care what gets in your way. If the quarterback is not doing what he needs to do, then you have another guy there for a reason. 404-726-0929. Corey in Atlanta. Corey, you're in the game. Hey, what's going on? What's up, Corey? Man, listen, man. Coach Smith is out of his mind. He thinks he have time. He don't have time. It's your third season. We went out and spent a lot of money on the defense. Uh, we should have got a veteran quarterback. I think we should have got somebody. I don't have a problem with Heineke. I think we just should have had someone last year that, you know, Ritter could got groomed under. But but Mr. Smith think he has a lot of time. We're in the win-now mode right now. We want to go to the playoffs. And uh, a lot of fans, we just we can't accept this mediocrity. We got to move forward. Um, this team needs to – they need to win now. We have too many weapons. We're not using – our weapons, our, our quarterback position is real weak. I don't want to blame the offensive line. I want to blame the coach because at the end of the day, the, it's on the coaching to have these guys uh, ready for the game. And uh, 
I just want to hear what you want to you got to say. Yeah, now. Corey, here. thank you. I appreciate the phone call, Corey, out there in the A. I agree. Again, I agree with everything you just said. The last two callers have been spot on. It's about winning now, not next year, not in two years. You don't have time to sit there and baby a quarterback who's learning on the job. If Ritter came out through the first couple of games this year and threw for 250 yards a game, averaged two touchdowns and a pick, and looked like a guy who's going to come out there and sling the rock, we just wouldn't be having this conversation. But he threw for 115 yards in two out of the three games, guys. That's, that's not even acceptable. That's well below where an average quarterback needs to be in terms of completions, in terms of getting the ball down the field, and I understand part of that is about the offensive line. I understand part of that is about having time to throw the ball. But at the same time, you can only work with the cards that you're dealt. They can't, they're not going to put backup guys in there because those are the best they got. So if that's what you're working with for right now and Heineke in four weeks from now gives you a better chance to win and this team is not winning, then you need to make a change. One more before we break. We got Robert and McDonough. Robert. Hey, what's going on, boss? What's up, man? Uh, I'm not going to take up too much of your time. Um, I've been a Falcon fan since we shared Fulton County Stadium with the Braves. So I – Sure. My whole my whole issue is this is – Mainly a question. I'm actually there's one question and I'll hang up. Okay. Do you think do you think Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter are the same person? Are are, are they is this some kind of voodoo act I'm seeing here? So I I'll just I'll just leave it at that. I'll hang up and I'll I'll listen to what you have to say. Appreciate it. Thank you for the phone call. No, I mean Ritter Ritter doesn't have enough of I, of an identity to be anyone other than himself right now. He has seven games in the league. Mariota's been in the league for what? Going on eight, nine, ten years? What draft year was that, 2013? I mean, he's been in the league for a long time now. He's a finished product. Ritter isn't. And that's the whole argument. It's not that I don't think Ritter can be a good quarterback in this league. I think he can be pretty good. But he needs to be better than he's been right now for a team that needs to make the playoffs for the first time in six or seven years. All right, we'll open up the phone lines again. If you're on hold, I appreciate you waiting. We got Joe Patrick coming up next. He's going to give us all the sights and sounds as the the, uh, Falcons are in London to take on the Jaguars tomorrow. Nice and early. Be up by 9 a.m. the latest, folks. 404-726-0929. Other side of the glass with Chris Thomas coming back. Joe Patrick next. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Other side of the glass is on. Oh my God! Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Wow, wow, wow! Good tune. Back with you here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Chris Thomas hanging out with you till 5:30 this afternoon. Some college football comes your way then. Oh, we got to go out to the WadeFord.com hotline and welcome in our buddy Joe Patrick. Joe, feel like it's been a minute. How you doing, brother? 
I know it, feel, it does feel like it's been a minute. I've been I've been good. It's been you know an interesting here few first few weeks of the season here for the Falcons. So I'm um, sure there'll be a lot for us to discuss here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so first of all, here's here's the way I want to frame this whole London scenario that we have going on. Where this team is right now, two and one, and with the importance of this game to sort of reestablish their identity as a team when it comes to running the ball and when it comes to being a team that's going to get after the quarterback. Do you feel like this is a good time, if at all, to be playing a game overseas? I I do. I think it doesn't even necessarily have to be overseas. I, I think that there's sometimes when you're a team early in the season, it's good to kind of have a, a longer or more involved kind of road trip where you're gone for a longer period of time. You're kind of in the bunker with your with your teammates. Um, last year, there was a great example. This last year, they went on the road, uh, not to start the season, but in the second game, they went and played the Rams, lost that game after losing a heartbreaker to the Saints in the opener. And then they had this kind of trip where they then stayed out on the West Coast and played Seattle and, and came out with a big win. Offense looked a lot better that week, coincidentally. Um, and so I think that this London trip is kind of similar. You know, I, I think that it, it will be kind of a good change of pace kind of week for this team to kind of get themselves out of the the rut that they left themselves in having gone up to Detroit last week and just gotten their doors blown off and I think when, when you talk about that loss it's not just the fact that they lost that game and it's not even just the fact that they were sloppy and just the offense was couldn't get anything going that day but it's something that Arthur Smith said on the Monday following the, the day after the game which was that we just didn't match their intensity and, and I think that you know that this trip can be something that um, kind of gets you away from that a little bit. It, it kind of distances your, you from that feeling, but also with the, you know, you've at least experienced it to know that you do have to kind of, all right, we get that out of our system. Let's make sure that that doesn't happen to us again. And so I think for that reason, it's going to be a really interesting matchup. And I think that we could see a much different looking Falcons team tomorrow. Speaking of not letting it happen again, how does this team get back to their identity on offense, which is running the ball to set up plays to their big physical playmakers down the field. Cause they certainly have not been able to do that early. Yeah. It, you know, it's something I, I asked Arthur Smith uh, last, this Monday uh, following that game, which, which was, you know, when a team like the lions did in that, in that game Sunday comes and just stacks the box against you and challenges you in doing in, in, into, you know, getting away from what you feel like you do best, which is being a physical football team, running the ball and then having that kind of open up other parts of your game. You know, Arthur Smith said, he's like, you have to, when teams do that, you have to be able to hit the counter plays that are going to go against that. Not, not necessarily the counter, like a counter run, but like, you know, um, maybe a tunnel screen or, uh, you know, some quick motion passes to exploit the fact that Detroit was in, in that particular game was really um, kind of crowding the box. And I, I expect the Jaguars to do the same because that tactic works so effectively for the lions. But uh, to get to your question, like, it's about hitting some of those plays early. And if you are able to do that, then that forces the team to adjust to have to kind of go back to some of their typical rules. And that will allow you to then go back to the run game and get it going. But I, you know, make no mistake. I think the Jaguars are going to come in, load the box, basically do the same thing that the lions did. And it's really on Desmond Ritter in this, in this offense to have something going and, and but it's not just even Desmond Ritter. I think that it's, it's down to Arthur Smith too. Like, like, the, and, and the offensive line, like all these, 
people have a place in making sure that this offense is successful. But ultimately, the responsibility does come down to the quarterback. He's got to be able to make the throws. He's got to be able to make the reads and put this team in a position where they can get that kind of stuff going. So they do have to get that going. I don't think that they're going to be able to just like run the ball all, all you know, from, from the beginning of the game to the end. But if they could hit some of those counters that get the Jaguars kind of on their heels a little bit, that is what is going to be able to allow them to establish that running game they became known for last year. What, in your best opinion, explains the way that the right side of the line has performed through the first couple of games? <laughs> I have one theory. I mean, generally, you know, listen, if you look at – actually, if you go back to the, the matchups that at the Falcons and Caleb McGarry specifically had last year, the team actually got pretty fortunate. They missed out on some big-time pass rushers of opponents they were playing. Like, if you talk about – um, you know, they missed Nick Bosa. They missed Joey Bosa when they played the Chargers. They, they missed all sorts of guys. I feel like there was a stretch of like five or six games where they just, the team they were playing happened to be missing some of their opponents. So I think that some of it is down to the fact that maybe last year wasn't the best representation, the most honest representation of who Kayla McGarry is as a pass protector. Having said that, I think he can be much better. I think he's clearly been off his game. Um, I have a theory that maybe like I, Arthur Smith mentioned at the end of training camp that there was a bit of a bug, a, a little bit of an illness. I do wonder if that has played into effect. We saw Bud Dupree miss a day with an illness last year. I myself was sick, uh, you know, after week one. I had no idea, but like I just know that there's something going around town. So that could be something that is impacting that game. And, and again, when Bud Dupree came up on and missed that day of practice. Um, that made me think that I, I do wonder if there might be still something lingering. But um, but uh, but at the end of the day, like these are football players, and they got to be able to go out there and perform. And if they weren't capable of playing because they were sick, then the coaches wouldn't put them out there. So um, there's no excuses in that respect. They just got to go out there and get the job done. And you got to think that just with especially the professional that Chris Lindstrom is, when you talk about that right side of the offensive line, you got to think that they're going to get things down. And I think that you know they they, they will do that. I, I think that you know again, I think it was a bit of a wake up call last week, a bit of a slap in the um, that could potentially get them right going into this one against the Jags. Talking all things Falcons with our buddy Joe Patrick here on the other side of the glass. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, to the defense now, Joe. This was supposed to be the year, right? Sack, 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 sack. <laughs> Hasn't happened yet. Do you think it will? I am. I feel like I'd come down more on the pessimistic side of this argument. Uh, at least if you were, were to talk to the coaches, like Ryan Nielsen will tell you, like, look, the pressure is like they've been there. We hit the quarterback a bunch in Detroit. Um, you know, these are all good signs. And we think that because of those underlying numbers and the sacks are, are going to come. And I think that there are some specific nuances that, that, that I would put forth that maybe would, would state something different, which is that, it just seems like these defensive linemen for the Falcons, while they are clearly like much bigger dudes, powerful guys, and that certainly has its benefits, especially in the run game, it just doesn't seem like there's that threatening speed rush that can get to the quarterback super quickly. You know, that, um, for example, a guy like Arnold Ebicady did, I don't know if you remember in, the, in uh, the preseason game against the Dolphins, where he just like, you know, there's one play where he just comes off and gets a good jump, has a nice spin move, gets the quarterback right away and gets a sack. It just doesn't feel like that kind of play exists for this Falcons defense. It seems like the sacks are going to come because the secondary is much improved. I think that, you know, Jared Goff, when you look at some of these quarterbacks, they have kind of held on to the ball a little bit. I just worry about the speed in which the rush can actually get to the quarterback. Even if you look at what Goff was able to do last week, and again, this is credit to him because he's a good quarterback, but he was actually just, he was able to sense the pressure coming and then get rid of it. Uh, and that's where, again, I feel like it's the, when, if you have that kind of speed rusher, it almost doesn't give the quarterback enough time to even 
think that way and be able to make those, those kinds of moves and they just go down for a sack. So I'm a little bit more pessimistic overall on the edge, or at least on the pass rush in general. It seems to me at this point, and I know a lot of Falcons fans would have loved to see this this year too, but it certainly seems like you could already pencil it in for them drafting an edge rusher with their first pick in the draft wherever they are, um, because it just seems like such a clear need for this team. But again, I, I don't think that this is kind of, when we look at the longer term picture, it is kind of a, I don't think that this team is like fully developed yet. You still have some bridge guys, guys on one-year contracts who are, are, are doing a job now. And I think will definitely help this team and are an improvement over what they had last year. But I still think there are some long-term pieces where you feel like you can slide some guys in um, that, you know, are still in college right now uh, and, and be kind of better, better suited for the long-term. But I think it's definitely a work in progress this past rush. And uh, oh, also Chris, I think that's where you losing Troy Anderson really yep. hurts because he was a guy who got a sack in that opening game. And he's the guy who, at least has some speed. When you bring him on as a blitzer, uh, you know, he can get to the quarterback quickly, which is a different element that this defensive line doesn't have right now. All right. Been saving this one for the end because I know I know it's going to get a strong reaction out of you as it has from our Uh-oh. listeners and everyone on Dukes and Bell listening this week. This Uh-oh. was the week, Joe. It took have you been looking at lists? No. Well, there was a list. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There was a list on ESPN.com. Of the six most quarterbacks that are likely to be benched this season, Uh-oh. Desmond oh, no. Ritter made the list. So we asked the fans about it on Dukes and Bell, and I just spent the first 40 minutes of my show taking phone calls from Falcons fans <laughs> talking about how long should the leash be for Desmond Ritter if the team, basically this, Joe, if his growth and development is not matching where the rest of the team is. Man, it, I mean, it's tough. It, it, it is. This is a really tough question, um, and, and it's tough in part because it's like, okay, yeah, if the team loses its next five games or something, then like, yeah, you, you can't keep going with that. That's kind of a crisis. And it, but it, you know, when you come off of a really bad loss like we saw against Detroit, until we see something different, it's going to feel like that continues. Just like that's just like the feeling that you have as a fan. Um, I have confidence, first of all, in Ritter that he's going to, you know, do the things that he, that Arthur Smith needs him to do to be successful in this offense. But again, I think it's an interesting question because I've heard this posed. And if you go back to last year, you know, they were saying like, well, they stuck with Mariota for such and such. But I think it's clear. I would say to argue that point, it's actually it's clear that this team has its sights set differently. Like this is a team that is dead set on making the playoffs and winning the NFC South. And so if you don't have a quarterback that's giving you what you need to be able to, to do that, then I think there's actually more of an incentive to, ch- to change the quarterback this year than there was last year, because this year you know, that's your goal. And you, and you specifically signed a backup quarterback that has a lot of experience. Having said that, I see a lot of people who are like throw in Heineke. He's the better quarterback. I think that that is a lot of um, – I, obviously, he has more professional experience, but he hasn't played in the system before. And I think that's a lot of just like you just want what is unknown versus kind of the devil you know, right? So I, I think that that just assuming that Heineke is going to be better is, is, a, is a leap of faith that people just make kind of – that's kind of unfounded, to be perfectly honest. So I think for that reason, uh, I think we're going to see this team stick with Desmond Ritter probably through the rest of the season. Because, again, I don't think that this team is going to go through – a massive spur- drought like, you know, we kind of feel like it's going to be coming off of that one terrible loss. Now, before I let you go, one sort of caveat to what you just said. What if the rest of the team plays as has been or even better, but clearly the one outlier is Ritter and he continues to put up the stat lines like he has in two out of the three games this season where 
the passing yards and the touchdowns are just not where they need to be. Yeah, I think if if that is the case, I think that they would do whatever it whatever it takes to win games, and that would include putting the best player on the field at that position. And if it's clear that doesn't that you know they're seeing in practice that that, that Taylor Heineke is the best quarterback. I mean, Arthur Smith always says our goal is to be come in here and be objective every day. They're not like handing this on a golden platter to to Desmond Ritter because you know they think such and such of him. Like I think that they will do what is best for the team, uh, but I think that right now they think that that Desmond Ritter is 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 the best uh, opportunity for this team to be successful. So that's kind of where I land. But to your point, I'm I'm actually I feel like I'm actually. Um, more, I, th- I think that there's more of a chance that they that they could bench him at some point. I just don't ultimately think it will happen because I do think that Desmond Ritter is a better, better quarterback and gives them the better prospects to win week in, week out. From your lips to the Falcons players' ears, my good friend Joe. <laughs> I hope so as well. I want Ritter to succeed. I want yeah. him to be the guy. My concern yeah. is that there's so much invested in this team. They said, wait, you know, we're going to have two, three years where we're you know, cash strapped and under the the cap and the financial flexibility is going to be so limited that it's going to take us a while to get out from under it. Now they are, they spent the money. And if the thing that's holding you back is the quarterback, then that's, that becomes a problem. And I I know we're up against the break, but just really quickly, like, and I think that that's one of the benefits of having a quarterback in Ritter who's only making like a million dollars or a million and a half or whatever it is. They are not married to him. Uh, So they can move on. But that, that's kind of the luxury that you have with a player like him. So, again, that's one reason why I think that they will do whatever they think is going to give the team a, a, the best chance to win. Um, and, it's, you know, they could very well go after a quarterback in the next year's draft or in free agency or whatever. Like, we'll see how it all pans out. But I think there's just – it's still a lot to be determined between now and, and then. All right, Joe. Appreciate you as always. Enjoy waking up at uh, the crack of dawn tomorrow yeah. for this game, my <laughs> friend. I will enjoy that. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate uh, it. All right. That's our buddy Joe Patrick. We'll talk to him again next week. Hey, don't look now. There might be a little bit of a game brewing between Colorado and USC. I'll fill you in when we get back. Plus, Dom has five Falcons true or false questions, and it is a big football Saturday right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.